Hineko fam. Hope you're having an amazing day. I wanted to release a special Mother's Day episode and just, you know, share how grateful I am for all the moms in my life. Obviously, my own mother, Aries, who started the amazing Wahine Collective. I'm just so, so happy that she had this amazing idea. Of course, I must admit I was a little skeptical and nervous at first, but I think it's been just way more exciting than we all thought it would be. And it's just such a fun yet, you know, rewarding project all at the same time, which is great. But yeah, I wanted to start this episode off by just thanking my mom. Um, She's just so amazing. She is one of my best friends. And I know that she has, you know, really worked so hard to give me the life that I have. And when I was younger, I did not appreciate it at all. She went through so much as a single mom. And I really just did not appreciate that. So I just wanted to say this to you, mom, that I love you so much. And I'm so, so proud of you. And you are definitely the, if not, you know, if one, you are one, if not the strongest person in my life. And I, I really don't know how you do it. How do you do all of the things? Like, do you get tired? <laughs> I know you actually fall asleep like at 8.30. <laughs> um, but yes, everyone, if you don't have a biological mom, a mother figure, or someone just in your life that you look up to, don't forget to tell them that you love them, not only on Mother's Day, but every day. And I hope you get to do something fun with them. So into the meat of the episode, I interviewed Kelly, who started Creature Coffee Shop in Hawaii. It's currently an adorable trailer that travels around the island. Um, But, you know, she told me about how it started. She actually started doing fashion in Los Angeles. So grew up in Hawaii, went to LA, and then came back to Hawaii to start this dream business of hers because her second love was really coffee. And so that was really inspiring um, that she was, you know, was able to start something after a whole career change. So Kelly is so talented. I'm so glad we got to meet through my best friend, Lena. And I really can't wait to see what she does with Creature. And I can't wait to try it when I go home. Welcome back from the break. Thank you again. I wanted to introduce the second portion of the podcast. We have a special guest. Her name is Kelly. She is the founder of uh, Creature Coffee Shop. It's actually a mobile coffee shop that's been popping up around the island, and they specialize in coffee and other beverages. So welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Well, thank you again for this. Um, I know that you specialize in coffee and other beverages like what what did you start with what was really your like impetus for this all uh, wherever you um, want to begin well I have always loved coffee but um I think it 
really sparked something in me when I moved to LA. Um, there's a huge coffee scene in Los Angeles and every great coffee shop was at my fingertips all of a sudden. And my favorite thing to do on my days off was to go to a new coffee shop that I'd never been to. Um, and so I guess that's when the love affair started. Um, so I've always taken an interest in not just coffee itself, but also the culture around it and like the feeling you get when sitting in a coffee shop and the people that you meet creating relationships with baristas. I just loved the culture around it, um, which I think most yeah. coffee business owners um, can attest to. And so that was something that drew me in from the yeah. beginning. Um, and I never imagined myself owning a coffee business, but um, the opportunity presented itself and I've landed here at Creature. <laughs> so you were in LA, but that that's kind of where the love affair began, but then you moved back home to like start the business. Um, yeah, there's a number of things that moved me home, but definitely about a year or so before I moved home, maybe two years, um, I actually started following this little coffee truck that was near San Diego. Um, and I, they parked at different surf spots every morning and just did pour overs. And I was thinking, wow, that's the dream. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to wake up early and serve coffee to surfers <laughs> and um that's kind of where the seed was planted and then um as my move date got closer I just started to brainstorm more of like okay maybe I can actually do this and at the time I was managing um an acai bowl restaurant and learning a lot about running a business and managing a team so I started to feel like actually equipped to run a business potentially and and then to do it in my home would be even more of the dream um, completed and so yeah I really just had that in my back pocket um, as I moved home didn't happen right away but it was always kind of there um, and it wasn't until my community around me actually encouraged me to move forward and, and try it. So, yeah. I know I can imagine how hard it is to like, you have this idea and you're really excited for it, but then to just like jump into the water and just say like, you know what, whatever happens will happen. And then I feel like that's what that would be the hardest part is just to oh, take that absolutely. first job. I was um, working for another local coffee shop here uh, when I first moved home for about three-ish years, a little over three years. Um, and so leaving that to go do my own thing was, yeah, it was probably the hardest part. And, and then all in the midst of a pandemic. So um lots of layers to it and a lot of like imposter syndrome of like can I do this well, <laughs> I don't I don't know but we're gonna just fake it till we make 
Well, it's good that you had, like, like you said, you were working at another cafe and in a stable place. So you kind of had that knowledge, but like, you didn't really have the, I'm assuming like you didn't have quite the other side of it, like the business side of it. But I feel like you kind of need to just, the only way to figure it out is to do, to figure, mm-hmm. like to figure it out. But like you said, there's the imposter syndrome, like attacking you. So it's like, people can tell you, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But it's not until you go to yourself, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's fine. But you know what I mean? So, and that takes a really long yeah, time. It's to a get lot there. of trial and error and a lot of like, yeah, the only way to get like to figure this out is to go through it and to make the mistakes. Right. And I think that was probably the best advice somebody gave me was like, just just do it. And if it's a mistake, then you correct it. But like for me, I get stuck oh. in like being paralyzed and not moving forward at all. So I had to just like trust myself and trust that even if I do fail or if I screw something up that I'll figure it out and I'll like even if it means like backpedaling a little bit or slowing down or pivoting you know into a different direction than I had imagined it's it's part of the process and it's part of the journey and it's truly the only way we learn how to do it especially as a small business owner because there's now there's a ton of resources but that's not always been the case. And a lot of it is experience-based and just like pulling from what you know and hoping that you find another person who knows something that you could ask, you know? So I am fortunate to have a lot of really great business owners around me that are available to me. So, yeah. So in terms of the timeline, you were in LA, you found another coffee car that like kind of inspired you. And then you were like, okay, the perfect situation is if I move home and do this, obviously that happened. Um, and you started in 2018, yeah. correct? Um, yeah, 2018, just kind of small on the side and then um, didn't have a cart until 2020, I think it was. 2019 maybe and then got my trailer Mm -hmm. in 2021 so yeah yeah. so before that it was like pop-ups like you just kind of had like yeah and I would cater um coffee to my church or I would do cold brew concentrate like just selling my cold brew um and then I had a cart built yeah, at the end of 2019, um, and was planning to do my first market at the beginning of 2020, and then that all unfolded the way it did. I know. <laughs> so I actually didn't right. do my first market until the right. end of 2020. Um, yeah, with my cart, and then a few months later, acquired the trailer. So, yeah. Wow, it, it's it's kind of crazy though, that it kind of worked out in the sense that everyone was outdoors mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. So like, like I, I can imagine what would have happened and I'm sure this happened to a lot of business owners, but like signing a lease oh for an indoor cafe, like February, oh 2019 or 2020. No, not at all. So I feel like 
Isn't it weird how that how that kind of happened? Because nobody was sitting in cafes like restaurants, at least restaurants were kind of separated from the kitchen because mm-hmm. they were larger. But cafes were so are usually so small. So everyone was like, yeah, just doing takeout for cat for coffee or making yeah. coffee at home for, a, mm-hmm. for at least. New York. Yeah. So I think it's funny. It's so great how that worked out. And now I like it's still it's still mm-hmm. sustainable. Like, yeah, know, absolutely. I think a lot of things obviously transitioned and had to um, morph into pandemic life. And yeah, I was fortunate enough that like, I already had a business that could accommodate all of that. And, um, and the fact that markets like farmers markets were still open and available to the public. Um was also a huge advantage for me. So yeah, during the height of COVID, like at the very beginning, I was actually delivering cold brew concentrate because my, um, the location I was working at, at my full-time job closed for about four months. And so I was like, well, I need something to do. And I have this business that's just been like waiting for me to work on and so I just started bottling cold brew and selling it to my friends and whoever else wanted so yeah I was just yeah like was kind of that yeah which is like not the majority you know and a lot of people were hurting and are still hurting because of it and so the fact that I kind of found my business in 2020 is really um backwards and (laughs) but I'm so grateful and yeah it really was like that push of like oh I can actually do this and people actually want this and okay (laughs) I guess I guess we're doing it so I mean the thing is like even though the cafe culture of sitting Mm -hmm. down kind of went away people were Mm -hmm. still drinking coffee right like People still needed yep. the caffeine. If anything, they needed <laughs> yes, more absolutely. in a way. Like, so I think there were some, like, I always think, I mean, we're obviously, we're, we're still in the pandemic, but I always think about when are we ever going to, when we get to that moment where we can mm-hmm. finally look back on it, it's going to be crazy to think about the businesses that mm-hmm. actually thrived. Like there were some businesses that like without COVID, who knows? And then there are obviously some that didn't do well, but it's just wild. Like, I think coffee obviously has been around forever, but I think it really showed like the past two years that as much as people say caffeine may be like jittery or yeah, whatnot, like not going it, it. <laughs> yeah. So when did your like love of coffee begin? I know you said obviously the business side of it in LA, but like, did you start drinking? Like I started in college because I tried to hold off as long as I could, but were you like drinking coffee in high school? Yeah, or, like, I younger? definitely had, um, a youth leader who would always go to Starbucks and for some reason he thought it was a great idea to like give (laughs) us kids like some frappuccinos and (laughs) yeah I'm like that's a bold move (laughs) but like frappuccinos are like (laughs) but yeah I think that's I guess for anyone like Starbucks is always like the introduction to it right and and then I think it was really like after high, right after high school. So like early college too, that I started drinking 
just like cold brew or like a little stronger. Like I actually wanted the taste of coffee versus like a drink full of sugar with a dash of coffee. Um, so that, yeah, that was really like early college. And then, yeah, moving to LA, it was like, oh my gosh, it like blew my mind. I went to Intelligentsia for the first time and I was like, what is this? Like, I've never had, I've never had yeah. coffee. I don't think, <laughs> you know, like anything before that couldn't compare. Right. You know? Like real. Yeah. Yeah. Like real coffee. I know I'm trying to think about in Hawaii, like beyond Starbucks, like before five years ago, what was like the, I mean, like the Honolulu coffee company yeah. was a big place, but there weren't that many cafes up until like it's blown up in the last like, five I mean, Hawaii years, is always but, like kind, right. Um, so I think specialty yeah. coffee has definitely um, started to like make its mark here in, in the last five yeah. years. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, so I worked at Morning Glass and they've been around for about 10 years. Um, they've been in Manoa for 10 years, but I mean, aside from that, there, it was like larger companies with brick and mortars, um, but still not, yeah. Like coffee beans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love, you gotta love the crushed ice, you know? It makes all the difference. Yes, yes. Up that? I'm not above it. <laughs> like small ice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Something about no, small ice. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it, it works. Um, but yeah, other than that, like third wave coffee has really only started to enter into the islands more recently. So, which is nice because there's a lot of shops here now yeah. that have definitely like educated the population on third wave specialty coffee and so I get to like come in be behind that and um and uh, you know the coffee community is small here so there's always like mutual support and that's like a huge reason why I love being in this industry um, yeah it's crazy too because I believe we're the only state that produces our own coffee beans. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so. Like grow state. to roast. Yeah. I think we're the only state. Yeah. Which I feel like not a lot of people know that. I mean, people know about Kona coffee, but I don't think it's well known that most of it is imported mm -hmm. from other countries. Um, so that's definite, which makes a lot of sense when you like try it and it tastes amazing, but oh, you know, there's that price tag, but when you learn about it, it's like, oh, wow. Like a lot of things are, yeah. are imported mm -hmm. nowadays, right? And coffee being like from Hawaii is really interesting because most things like pineapple yeah. sugar is no longer. Like everything else that's there, a main so. industry here is like not even originating from here, so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I know. Maybe it'll change okay, hopefully one day, but making progress. I, I know. That, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's one other thing too, that we learned from pandemic. It's like a lot of people realize there's a lot of things you can make locally and mm -hmm. like bring back just because you never know what will happen. Like something like we were able to obviously still ship things back and forth home, but like, who knows what if we couldn't right. after a certain period of time, yeah. like what would have happened and it happened again. But I think it really just like opened people's eyes to like 
you can't always rely on like airplanes no, or boats like having time. access to the world <laughs> and I think um, I mean this is slightly off topic but I think there are a lot of ways that Hawaii can be sustainable and we have not set up the infrastructure to do so in the last you know how many decades and so yeah that was eye-opening during the pandemic of like we cannot rely on tourism like it's so like exactly it's just not wise <laughs> to say the least but yep yeah yeah mm-hmm. having to learn it that way um so anyway there's also another aspect to creature which is like your little cute icon and your design and i was checking out all of your merch and i'm like oh my gosh this is so fun i feel like on top of the coffee aspect there's like mm-hmm. a design element mm-hmm. to your business well um, <laughs> yes, I, first and foremost, <laughs> I am a creative person and I went to LA because I went to fashion school in LA. So that's really what my background is in. Um, I moved there in 2011 to go to FITM and was a visual communication student. So I did that for two years and then I worked in fashion for gosh uh at least like two or three years after I graduated um just in a number of different avenues um from like freelance styling to graphic design to shooting and editing photos for e-commerce I had my hand in a lot of different areas um which was exhausting but also so good for my skills and maintaining them and refining them and so that's that's really what my background is in um and I kind of just fell into food and beverage but there's still so much of that in me and that's just who I am as a person and so it was only natural that my I guess my design skills came out through the aesthetic of creature um and then just like having merch is always fun and like branding is always fun and I don't always get to think about it as a business owner because I'm doing everything um but when I do have like pockets of time or opportunity to flex those muscles I I try to do it thoughtfully um so thank you as a compliment that you can even tell any of that but um I, I do try really hard for it to be cohesive and also something personal. Um, but yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And it really stands out. I think like, you know, a lot of times design from like a cafe perspective, I feel like a lot of things like you kind of get the, you see the look and feel of a cafe and they all kind of blend together in a way, not, any, not in a bad way, but I feel like there's a very specific cafe look and yeah. feel at least in New York um but with your place like with Creature not only do you have like such a specific like look and feel on the outside but you also have a very specific design look and feel and I think that really helps you like stand out from the crowd especially with social media you really have to have like an icon or like a mascot to just like someone like mm-hmm. while they're scrolling yeah yeah I feel really fortunate that I kind of landed with that name creature and I had a friend design the logo actually like the little um guy 
Um, and because I was yeah. too close to it. So I was like, hey, it's called Creature. Like, can you just yeah. do something? And like, I asked her to edit it here and there, but for the most part, it was her. Yeah. Um, and the fact that people like remember it and can recognize it from a distance, I'm like, that's wonderful. It's doing its job. <laughs> so I feel, yeah. 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 Thank you. Again, that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> and what every business owner yeah and all the quality I can okay good I'm glad no I was looking through it and I was like my gosh I need to stop shopping but I really want the pullover like the pullover is so nice and the quality looks amazing I'm looking at it right now actually yes um so how did the name come about actually was it because you wanted to just like have this mobile aspect of it or did that come first like um, the name? you know it's always been mobile in my brain um but yeah the creature was probably like maybe fourth on the list third or fourth on the list of names and I actually had a different name for a really long time um but the more I sat with it and the more I told people it, I had to like over explain it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, that doesn't feel good. Um, right. So then I went, I kind of went back right. to like my original list of, you know, scribbles of names. Mm-hmm. And I remember Creature. And the reason why I wrote it down in the first place was actually because every time I read it in the Bible, I always thought that was like such an interesting word to see in the old testament <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh creatures you know like yeah I, but i also love like being referred to as a creature because it points to the fact that we have a creator and so that was just something that was personal to me but like wasn't overtly like i'm a christian coffee shop you know like it wasn't something obvious but um could be right. it could still be relatable on different levels for different reasons and so I just I feel like my aesthetic can be kind of weird and also really minimal and so I felt like the word creature kind of encompassed both like it can be weird and kind of creepy and whatever you know I want it to be but still I can like keep it clean and um, the aesthetic not be overwhelming um and it approachable so yeah yeah approachable is key and like up it seems like it's it's comforting for people and it's also up Mm -hmm. to interpretation like people can kind of like feel like silly or they could be like wow this Mm -hmm. makes me feel like home like yeah that's important when someone's like you know yeah and it's funny because people always ask me like oh what is your little logo and I'm like you know, I literally tell them, I'm like, it's up to you. What do you want? What do you want him to be? <laughs> so it really does yeah. communicate like it is all your heart on that one because it's whatever you want to see. So, <laughs> and it's kind of like he's like finding his go. way yes. in the world. I don't know. <laughs> like when I see him, yeah, right? That's my interpretation. And one of my favorite phrases actually is um, mm-hmm. creature of habit. And that's just like, I don't know, just that, that you're right. That word has so much like vitality to it. And just like, yeah, actually right after I decided, okay, it's going to be creature. um, My like tagline immediately came to mind. And 
it's in my Instagram bio, but it says a habit worth being a creature of. And so it just felt like, oh, there it is. Like that, it came together. All right. Um, so yeah, it just, it stuck and people remember me and that's all I could ask for. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So you're currently doing, uh, you're, is it every week you're at mm-hmm. Kailua on Sundays at the farmer's market and then anthropology all in the yes. on Fridays? Yeah. So right? right now, most Sundays, there are some random ones that I'm, I'm not there and people fill in for me, but, um, most Sundays, Lakahi market, which I've been doing for a little over a year now. Um, and that's nine to one. Um, and that is 340 Ulu street. Um, and then Fridays, I just started last month, um, popping up inside of anthropology. So that's without the trailer, little modified menu, but, um, something I do on occasion is just doing like a pared down menu where I can serve inside of a existing space. So, yeah, I mean, it's like anthropology. It's, it seems like a perfect fit. And I imagine that at Kailua, I mean, maybe you'll get some like tourists there, but I imagine at Kailua is more locals and then I'll want to get a lot of tourists or is it like, I mean, yeah, I actually see it's ways. kind of a mix at both. Um, Cause I'll want to have mm-hmm. a lot of tourists right now. And like, it's, you know, it's only getting busier because of summer. Um, and then Kailua is yeah. kind of the same thing. We're right across the street from Cinnamon's. Um, so a lot of people are going there and like, that's the destination and they're waiting for their table or whatever. They come over after breakfast and they roam from the market. So, um, but then I also do have some locals who are just in the neighborhood and, and come to the market just to see me, which is so kind. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, it's kind of the vibe in both, which is fun because you get exposed to like a number of different people from all over the place you have your trailer at the yeah uh, I do so I'm parked right on the street so it's hard to miss um yeah and the little white tiny house on the on the side of the road (laughs) I love that you have like floral too on the outside to like draw people in as well it's like you know my trailer's a blank canvas and so I try to like just dress it up when I can and where I can um I got to do like a little photo shoot with a friend of mine and dressed it as I would maybe for a wedding and so that's definitely like a market I'd like to enter into eventually and to have the option of putting florals all over it is my favorite. Like I love flowers. I think if I could be another business owner, it would be florals, but one thing at a time. <laughs> I mean, but mm-hmm. it kind of combines, like you could totally incorporate it. You already are. I, I love that you said that because I just booked my bartending yeah. service for my wedding. And I was thinking about, it. I was like, wait, coffee, like one of the biggest tips I've learned is like, remember, remember to serve coffee at a wedding because people mm-hmm. are really tired and like, don't think about it. And then when people want coffee, you, it's like too late, obviously, like it's either there or it's not, unless you're mm-hmm. at like a hotel or something. And I was like, and I'm so glad I met you. Cause I'm like, wait, this could be like a perfect, like, like collaboration. But I, I was just like, do people remember to bring 
coffee to weddings like unless you're at a hotel I feel yeah, like you totally. would forget uh, yeah and like unless it's like a full banquet situation it's usually not yeah. and I did a wedding last summer actually and it was on a farm and I pulled up and it was as like a specialty drink for the couple their favorite drink was a dirty chai which I don't normally do but I put it on the menu for them so that they could do it and so it was like unlimited drinks for all the guests and for like three hours or something yeah oh that's awesome all right well, yes definitely we'll talk about that. <laughs> Ask life. so my I don't know if Lena told you or my mom but I love matcha so I started drinking matcha about like okay. six years ago eight years ago and I don't remember which cafe it was but I was I loved coffee and then I had to take a break because I was drinking, have you mm-hmm. heard of La Colombe? I was drinking La yeah. Colombe every day, Kelly, and my stomach oh, no. exploded. <laughs> and, and I had to stop drinking coffee for like oh. maybe three years. And yeah. matcha kind of replaced that. So like matcha for me is like, was really helpful because I couldn't mm-hmm. not have caffeine. And a lot of people freak out about green tea and like the greenness of matcha, but like it actually has more caffeine. Um, and then I started, like, I think when the pandemic started again, I like learned, like, I remembered how much I mm. loved cappuccinos, like soy cappuccinos yeah. are my favorite. Um, so, I mean, the, both things do like have a special place in my heart because it was like matcha came in when coffee, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't <really laughs> <bad>. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, yeah. I love have you ever had them. both together? So, you have- um, yeah. like a dirty matcha. It's a thing. Well, no, I haven't. But actually, maybe okay. don't because it might make your heart explode if you have it. So just maybe don't do it. Forget I said anything. <laughs> maybe I'll have like. <laughs> now I'm gonna be like, yeah, hey, you're gonna be hey, bouncing for my like coffee days. Yeah, I'll have like a little a cup of it. <laughs> Dirty yes, chai's are, are very good. Like, yeah, they're hard to find. Oh my gosh, I just realized we've been talking forever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, so we have <laughs> random questions. The next one, I want to okay. do like a rapid fire. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to like ask you what your favorite type of drink to make is. Like, is it a cappuccino? To make or, or to drink? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> okay, both. to make, I am like such a purist, but I love just pouring a hot, whole milk latte there's nothing like it (laughs) like whole milk steams the best I don't even drink whole milk but whole milk steams the best has the best foam and then there's just nothing like handing someone just that perfect poured latte um it's sometimes it's like the bane of my existence I'm like I don't want to pour another hot drink but it's always the best and so satisfying when you like nail that art on top um mm-hmm. yeah like the logic. I'm not very good at it but it's fine <laughs> still satisfying <laughs> yeah going exactly to place. um it's not gonna <laughs> last long so it's okay <laughs> but uh I think my favorite thing to drink I've been really for like a year ish I've been really into iced Americanos. That's just, just black iced Americano. I love to taste espresso. And so if any chance I 
can go to another coffee shop, which is probably too often for a coffee business owner. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> market research. writing it off. Um, <laughs> right. But I love to just try like what's on, on deck for the bar. So right. yeah, that's usually my go-to, but. I know more, um, morning glass, like open that new cafe mm -hmm. and bar. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. And I'm so proud of them. Um, both are delicious. Um, both the whiskey bar and back and their little shop and friends. So. Right. That's awesome. So ice Americana, those are like two opposite. Yeah. Like questions. I mean, like yeah. latte, whole milk latte, which I feel like nobody drinks anymore, but like like you said, yeah. probably the most fun to make. Mm -hmm. And, and like, so boring. <laughs> Those are two boring answers, but there's the truth. <laughs> no. I feel like I would do the same thing, especially when you're making coffee all day for everyone. I imagine like when it comes to you, you just want to like yeah. pour a yeah. drink in a cup. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever I think of um, chefs, like when they're cooking, I'm like, oh, so do you go home and like, Whenever I meet one, I'm like, oh, do you go home and cook? Yeah. And they're like, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not going to hope there's a partner or somebody at home cooking for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Okay. Ready for rapid fire questions? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Favorite, favorite beverage besides coffee? Like if you were just walking to a grocery oh. store. Uh, coconut water. <laughs> with pulp or without? Harmless harvest to be specific. <laughs> that was my yes, next question. It's you way answer. too expensive, but I'll do okay. it anyways. <laughs> you know what I want to invest in is a um, orange juice mate, like a lemon maker, oh, yeah. citrus squeezer yes. kind of thing. Because they're like 50 bucks or something, but you, I mean, orange right. juice is so expensive. Mm -hmm. Totally pays for itself. Okay. Um, so what is your go-to outfit when you're working like for a creature coffee shop, like on a Sunday? Going oh, to the market? Uh, a t-shirt and jeans. That's like my normal uniform though. So I don't know if it counts. Um, and my Headley and Bennett custom apron, of course. <laughs> yes. You need an apron. I have an apron that I just never wear. I don't know why. I feel like I should. Yeah, you I should. I splurged it. on mine and... It's perfect. It has creature embroidered on the little tie. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. What music, what are you listening to when you're working? Oh, usually like girl, like I mostly listen to female artists. So it's typically like R&B female artists. Yeah, like her, her is my fave. Georgia Smith, Liana Lahavas, Yeba. Um, yes. <laughs> I need your playlist. I'm one of those people that need music yeah. playing at all times, so I'm very. I've mm -hmm. become very um, obsessive about the vibe and yeah. what's playing. So it it varies, but that's usually my go to um, genre. So yep, yep. Same here. Same here. I know. I was looking at my liked like songs and I'm like, oh my God, every single person is a yeah. woman, like all of the singers, except for a couple. 
<laughs> you know what? I don't make the rules. Sorry. We're just better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing. Okay. Um, and then favorite hobby besides making? Uh, right now, surfing. I've been surfing a lot. So um, that's kind of been my happy place. It's what I do by myself. It's what I do with my boyfriend. It's what I do with my friends. And so, um, yeah, that's really been my hobby of choice as of late. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. such a great hobby. All right. Well, thanks, Kelly. Thanks for the last 40 minutes or so to chatting. I'm so like, I'm so happy we got to talk. And it's so awesome that you're able to build this business, especially with everything happening. And hopefully more people can check you out. Definitely listen to the pod in the next. This should be out okay. next week, by the way. Cool. I'll yeah. And next. there may yeah. be, this is a very, mm, perhaps premature but there could be possibility for a brick and mortar creature on the horizon so um stay tuned for that but thank you for having me and wanting to know my story (laughs) of course no this is great i can't wait to come and check it out and we just got the hot gossip so this is great i can't wait a little bit (laughs) yeah the hot That's really exciting. I was actually going to ask about that. Like, were there any plans? So yeah, that's really yeah. exciting. Nothing, okay, nothing uh, confirmed, but that's, that's all I say. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you, Kelly, so much. Yes, really appreciate you. it. Of course. Bye. All right. Bye.